Rambam, Perik Ravi, Elchaz Kazila, Veda. Allah Aleph. Allah says, Knas Konsu Chacham the Gazlanim. Chachamim penalized made a Knas the Gazlanim for robbers. She had Nibzal Nishba Kol Mashiitin, and Etum and Agazan. That the uh, person whose was property was taken, it's called the Nigzal. If the Ganav, he had the Nigzal, the one who was stolen from. So the Chacham said that he could make a swear, he could make a, uh, a, a, a oath to support his claim regarding the value of the goods taken. Now he can collect the money from the robber provided. There are two Aidim who testify that this person robbed him. Kate said, How? What's the case? A person who came into his friend's home to collect the mashkin, to collect the collateral. And he did not have anything in his garments. So two Aidim saw that he entered, but he wasn't carrying anything under his cloak. When he left, he was carrying utensils under his cloak. Oh, the witnesses were not able Now, the Aiden were not able to know what the utensils were. Now, the owner of the homes, the owner, the Balabas of the home says, he robbed me of this and this. Doesn't matter whether the robber says, I, I, didn't, I never came into your house. Or he says, I came into the house. Or he says, I came into the house, but I did not take anything. Or he says, yes, I went into the house. I took another utensil. And the owner says, no, you took this utensil. So the Allah says, The Balabas can go ahead and make a shful while holding a, a sephitator or a safer. Um, or it's filled on, as the Gemara says, and uh, some some of us will learn. And the Allah is that when he's a Komashit, he can collect everything that he claims. When does this apply? When the owner claims that the robber took articles that one might assume that he owed. Now, when the Balabas claims that the robber took articles that one might assume that he owned, or that it's possible for such goods to be entrusted to him for safekeeping, and it was possible for these articles to be taken out by the robber under his cloak, then we, then we, um, we um, let him claim these claims with the, with the shua, and he can take it. As long as it makes sense. Dalit. When witnesses observe a person enter, goes into a friend's home to take collateral, but do not sing the part. Or they see him depart without appearing to be carrying out anything. And the Balabala says, You took such and such article. I feel him now, even if he says, I never went in, and he's, he's denying the Edom, he's putter. Why? Because if he claimed I entered his home, but I did not take anything, he would be required to make a Shur's essence. 
but he didn't take anything. Maybe Itake entered with the intent of committing robbery, but he didn't. Hey, one witness testifies that a person entered a friend's home and removed utensils under his cloak. Any damn man, but the witness was unable to recognize which utensils were taken. Now he says, I didn't take anything, or he says, I took the goods because the guy owes me money. So the person who entered must take a shvur while holding a kilat stavus. They did not commit robbery. He is given the prerogative because he's not considered to be a robber unless two witnesses testify against him. Both. Just like the Allah is that the Balabas can make a takes an oath and collects his due from the robber, as we explained. So too, the shamer appointed by the homeowner, or even the wife of a watchman, may take such an oath, stating that the person took goods, this obligates the robber to pay. Now, if the robber was observed by merely a worker or a harvester but the homeowner, they're not giving that prerogative. Now, the person whose property was taken cannot take the shvua because he's not at home at the time of the robbery. Witnesses are not able to, t- to identify the article that the robber took under his cloak, so the testimony is not obligated to, to pay. And the robber is uh, a robber given the opportunity to clear himself by taking an oath, for we suspect that he may take a, a shush, uh, false oath. The kids of the Yisabed Dinsus, what do you do? Balabas makes a ban of a chedim issuing against any person who took goods from his home and does not admit even if the robber admits to have taken certain articles, he's required to return what he admits for the Malabas cannot make a definite claim against him. Tess. When a person robs one of five people, but he doesn't know who we robbed, each of the five claims you robbed me. Although there are no witnesses that this person robbed, each of the plaintiffs may take an oath and then the robber is obligated to pay each the amount he admits. After a visit, this is a knas of the chachamim because he transgressed and he robbed. But when I tell you that a person, um, is not obligated to pay because it's a suffix. Person tells two people, I robbed one of you or one of your fathers of a man of I don't know whom. If he wants to to fulfill the moral spiritual obligation, he pays the full amount to each person. Allah is that he only gives the value of the robbery and they divide it amongst themselves. As far as the neither of them know he has been robbed, it is the robber himself who is notifying him. 
come down and pose a penalty in this instance because no one is lodging a claim against the robber. A person lodges a claim against a friend saying, You robbed me of a mana. Now, the guy says, You robbed me of a mana. And the friend replies, Then I robbed me from you. <coughs> so he has to if he admits that, that some of it, that he robs 50 zoos, he has to pay 50 admits, only in the rest is to make a shua, as in the case of anybody who's a way to make a shua admits a portion of the claimant. Now, because it's not established that a person is a robber, he's given the benefit of the doubt in the following situation. A person claimed that a friend entered his home and stole came from him. The friend replied that he took the utensils on his collateral for the chayv that he owed him. Go to the home, deny the chayv. Although the friend admitted that he took the collateral without permission, since there is no witness who testifies that he committed robbery, he's permitted to take an oath to collect the debt. He claims. Why? Because we have a klal, ha-pesha, asa, ha-pesha, inter. This amount that created the problem, rationalize it. Since he's taking a shua to collecting money, he has to do it while holding a shua. A witness is observed a person entering a friend's home when the owner is not home and taking utensils. A witnesses observe a person entering a friend's home when the owner is not home and take utensils. The law is that even when he does not conceal the utensil, and even when the owner of the home frequently sells his household articles. If the owner claims you robbed from me and the defendant says I entered in with your permission, or you sold it to me, you gave them to me, or I took them as a payment for the chayv, the defendant claims is not accepted. As far it is that whenever a person enters a friend's home, when he's not present, takes utensils and removes him in the presence of the witness, he says the garden. Take up Lear Farm. Therefore, he must return the utensils of the homeowner. The homeowner is not even required to take an oath for the witness to solve the intruder committed robbery. After she asks the face of the witness, after the defendant returns to Caleb, he may lodge a suit against the homeowner according to this claim. A judgment will be rendered according to law. Followingness observed the intruder taking an uh, article. The homeowner claims that the intruder robbed him of the article. While the defendant claims that he purchased it, he, he took it as a payment for it, or it was his and he trusted in the homeowner for safekeeping. The intruder is obligated to return the article for the homeowner, and the homeowner is not even required to take an oath. See? It's all over. Now, what's this about? As far as if two witnesses had observed the manner, the defendant would have been obligated to pay. Since there's one witness, the defendant is required to take an oath. 
therefore, if he says, I never won and I didn't take anything, and he's, and he's denying it, he's, 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 uh, he's denying the testimony, as an initial shua is a theory, he from basic form in this time. So he makes a shua, saying that he did not take anything, and he's exonerated. There was a story once, a person took a slab of silver from a friend in the presence of one witness. person that took the silver says, yes, I took it, was mine. Now, Chama obligated to return the silver because the testimony of the witness obligates him to take an oath. And not take an oath because he admits what the witness says. Had there not been a witness involved, he would have been able to take Ashwas with an abundance of the silver seas belonged to him. If he denied, if he denies the thing of the witness that said, I never took the silver, he would be required to take an oath, required that he did not take it. Sudden truth should be followed universally in all cases. Person seizes gold coins from a friend, and the act was observed by one witness. The defendant says, I see my own money. There were 20 golds. Although the witness does not know how many coins were there, the defendant must pay 20 coins. But the witness says, No, that he took the gold coins. If two witnesses had observed him, it is an obligate to pay the full amount. So when there is one witness, he's obligated to take an oath, but cannot as a twin to her. Now, the person who took the coin says, I seized 20 gold coins. They are mine, while the person who robbed says, he took 100. The defendant must pay 20, admitted to have taken, and, and taken oath required not to why? Because it's made in Mitzvah. That in eighty percent, she shabbat sesus harilei the club ala awal shliach tafti. My opinion is that he's required to make a shul sesus. He did not admit any liability. Instead, he took to what what belonged to him. Zayin. Nei chasab leisur shachamidim b'shalei b'fanav not to b'shalei kelim of the eidah b'vena eidi der kamra atol. I'm alabayis emres for kelim hayu b'beisiv aluzim olivus alti alashim sana b'shalei him chayal asher asun b'shul b'chulish for any achol shabbat. When a person enters a friend's home when he is not in the pres not present and takes Caleb while observed by one witness. The witness does not know how many Caleb were taken. The owner claims that he had twenty Caleb in his home, while the person who took them says, I only took ten and they're in my home. So the defendant is required to return the ten, for he is obligated to take an oath, but he cannot. He's not acquired required to take a oath. Concerning the remainder, because the owner cannot issue a definitive claim against the robber. Rambam Chapter Five Aleph. forbidden to buy an object obtained by robbery from the robber. It's forbidden to assist him in changing his nature, so the robber will acquire it. Whoever acts in this way. Or like assists the transgressor, and he violates a law. As Taylor says, "Well, if an evil is the Mishnah, do not put a stumbling block before the blind." Means also the honest of the Dovra goes on a few years. It's forbidden for anyone to benefit from an article 
temporary robbery even after even after he was miyayish of its return if one knows for certain that the object was obtained through robbery if one knows that for certain that this animal was obtained by robbery, also the kibbutz the achishba, it's forbidden to ride on it or plow with it. When a person obtains a house or a field by robbery, it's forbidden to pass through it or enter it. A supplies even merely to seek shade or to shelter from the raid. If he lives in another or her person's home, he has to pay rent to the owner. With the right, the person who lives um, in a friend's courtyard without the owner's knowledge. If a person cuts down palm trees and constructs a bridge from them, it's forbidden for anyone to pass over it. Person transgressed and ate an object obtained by robbery after the owner disappears of his return. He's not have to compensate the owners. If he the article before the owner is the spirit of its return, the owner must be compensated. They may collect from the person who ate the article for it's still in their possession. If they want, they can collect from the robber. Hey, a person commits robbery and dies. There's no difference if he fed the object he obtained by robbery to his sons after the other the spirit of his return, or rather than feed it to them, he sold it or was lost. The value of the object obtained by robbery is considered to be a chayv owned by a robber, and movable property is now placed in the lien of the creditor. That a chayv owed a creditor can be taken from movable property in this in the state, even a verbal commitment. Therefore, in the above instance, the yoshua chayv to reimburse the owners from either landed property or movable property. In the sashim and in the sashim, whether or not they were miyayish or not. Or whether or not the order of the spirit of his return. A person who purchases metalpon from a robber are the same as those applied to those who purchase who, to one who purchases from a thief. The reputation of the robber was public knowledge. The chum did not grant leniency. If the robber's reputation was not public knowledge, the Chum Redeemingency to enable uninhibited trade in the marketplace and require the original owner to pay a purchase of the price he paid for the article taken by robbery. If the owner already despaired of the return, the purchaser is considered to have acquired the article itself and is not required to return it. Also, the benefit from a robber's property, if even a minor portion of this property was legitimately his, one is allowed to benefit from his property unless one is certain that the article from which he is benefiting is obtained by robbery.
أصلاً أنا It's forbidden to benefit from the property of people whom we can assume that to be robbers, when all of their property can be assumed to have come from robbery, for the possession is based on robbery. We may not, for example, custom collectors or highwaymen, and we may not change money from their cash box, for all their money can be assumed to have been come from robbery. Guys, not will make some exclusive of Zimla and Cheres. If custom collectors take a person's garment and then returns another one to him, he takes a person's document and returns another one to him, the person may keep the one in return. And this is considered to be a transaction we can assume that the original owner was Miyayish. Furthermore, we do not know for certain that this object was obtained by robbery. If the recipient is diligent and I won't be stringent concerning personal gain, return the object to its original owner. When does this apply? When does the statement that a custom collector is considered to be a highway apply? The custom collector is a guy, self-appointed, or was appointed by a king, but is given unlimited jurisdiction, takes whatever he wants, and leaves whatever he wants. I will make a shepasko amelav lamar shikar shtijer. We had the request of emel meches yisholim b'skelik zamelav. Meches from the name of an invisible flow. Amar shikar zamelav. Any meches zgadol b'shidin amelav tenhul. If however the custom collector was appointed by the king to take a third, fourth, or any fixed amount. Of the subject goods of the value. The custom collectors appoints a yid to collect the sum of the king, and it's known that the person is faithful and does not add anything beyond the king's decree. The person is not considered a robber. Now, not only that, but um, as we said, Allah established by the king is a, is a binding halacha. Indeed, anyone who does not pay the tax transgresses is taking what is due to the king. This applies whether the king is a guariot. If the king imposes a tax on all the inhabitants of the city, a fixed annual head tax or a fixed annual property tax, or he makes a zera. Anyone who violates a particular law will have all this property confiscated by the king. So, let's say he makes a decree that anyone who is found in the field, the harvester must pay the tax on whether or not he's the owner of the field or any similar decree is not considered robbery. Now, uh, a yid who collects, Allah says, a yid, we saw all should go by Islam, Allah and the Messiah says, God's kosher. A yid who collects, leaves a raffle, the king is not considered to be a robber. First of all, he's considered uh, a kosher, provided he does not add or change the king's uh, tax in any way, never take anything for himself. In Gibel, Chemel Shakos, Alecha Mawad, Vishamashum, Niam, Dina, Vlaka, Sidira, Chatsaira. If a king becomes angry with a servant or attendant, 
who was uh, on the subject and his conflict fits his field of his courtyard. He's not considered to be a robbery and one is permitted to benefit from it. If a person purchases it from the king and becomes his and the original owner cannot take it from him. Person purchases it from the king, comes his or original owner cannot take from him. This is the Allah exercised by all kings to confiscate all the property of the tenants that become angered by them. The king, um, She said, "Yeah, so this is the king. This is the king who annulled the ownership over this courtyard or field. It makes it ownerless." A person who buys from the king is legally acquires it. However, a king confiscates a courtyard or a field from one of the subjects of his country in a manner that is not according to the halachas, the laws that he enacted, he is considered to be a robber, and the owners take the property from the person who purchases it from the king. The general principle is Any law that a king decrees to be universally applicable and not merely applied to one person is not considered robbery. But if wherever he takes one person alone in a manner that does not conform with the no law, but he just seizes the property for the person that's considered to be robbed. When a king's tax collectors and enforcement officers sell fields, his owner did not pay the fixed tax of the field, the sale is binding. A head tax is the personal responsibility of each person and may not be collected from his property. So a field was sold because an individual was delinquent and paying the head tax, the sales not binding less the list of the law enacted by his particular king. That's what military Dinian should call Shlayitan Amasha Allah Sadat Tia Sadalais and Hamas Barba Sadat Amasa Bot Zevanas and Amasha Dal Melaf Prezer in the Gaza Allah Echel Piris and Samasa Shiasa Melaf Din Melaf Din Meshamaro. What a law of a king is that whoever pays the tax of a particular field acquires ownership of the field, if the owner of the field flees to avoid paying the property tax, the property that other, another person pays this tax of the king and derives benefit from that field, not considered to be robbery. The one who pays taxes may reap the benefits of the field provider continues to pay the taxes until the owner returns and pays the duty for the law of the king is as binding. that whoever pays a head tax for a person who does not, was not paid Acquires the, the lingual person as a servant, the decree is binding. For if a yid comes and pays the head tax for another, he may compel him to work beyond ordinary limits for the law of the kings are binding. He may not, however, have him toils asleep. When a king cuts down trees belonging to private people and uses them for a bridge, one is permitted to cross over. He destroys homes in order to construct a wall or a road, he could benefit. The laws of the king are binding. When this is supply, when the coins issued by the kings are at the tent of the land, this indicates that the inhabitants of the land have accepted him and consider him to be the leader and himself to be in the subjects. 
Mechabulus Nistam Ozianum Shin the name Din, Mechain Melas, Savahalavada, Ogazan Khodabar. If however the coins he issues are not the tender of the land, he's considered to be a robber who takes the form of force by arms. He has servants are like a band armed thieves whose laws are not binding, except for king and a servant are considered to be robbers in all respects. Parak Shishi, sixth chapter in Helvas Gzela Babid Aleph. Kedus Vavanan Vaitzimikates Ben Shashaftam Banor. Um, when a river washes away beams, stones, wood, it likes. If the owners, the spirit of the return, is permitted for the founder to keep them, and they become his property. But if he doesn't know if they gave up or not, then he has to return. He needs to see if the owners are pursuing the article. Now, when a person saves an article from a bed of, a, uh, of the sea, from a flooding river, from Goyim, from a fire, from a lion, from beer, from tigers, or from a leopard, if one knows that the owner has the spirit of the article, it may be kept of the fine. If it does not, then he has to return. When a person saves an article from a Yiddish robbery, he may keep it, for we assume that the owner of the spirit of its return. If, however, he knows that they did not despair, then he is obligated to return it. And a person that saves an article from a goy robber is obligated to return it, we do not assume that the owner of the spirit of his return. If, however, he knows that he did despair, then he can keep it. Why do we say that with regard to Jewish robber that we can assume that the owner of the spear is well with regard to the Gentile robber if we do not assume that the spear? Because the owner knows, because the owners know that the Goyish authorities will require a robber to return an article obtained by robbery, although there are no witnesses that he committed robbery. Circumstantial evidence and probability are sufficient. Um, dog. Shachlaim. Now, it's not customary, it's not considered robbery to take a fresh crest that grows amongst flax because it harms the flax belonging to the owner of the field. The crest has become dry, taking it's considered robbery because it has already caused whatever damage it may cause. If it grows on the border of the rows of flax, it's permitted to be taken even if it's fresh. We said he said we already said in this key moment that taking straw and hay that a person has placed in the public domain is not considered robbery. However, a piece of uh, feces is placed in the shazaram whether during the time when taking out waste is permitted or at other times it's considered robbery. When a person clothes or exchange for those belonging to another person at a house or morning of place of celebration, you should not lose the article in his possession unless the owner comes and returns the original owner. Article and takes his own. Now, when if a person's article becomes exchanged for another in the home of a craftsman, uh, the craftsman's wife or children gave from the article, or the craftsman 
He had an article, told him, take your article, then the person should not use the article in this position unless the owner calls or returns the original owner to him. If, however, the crapman tells him to take this article, he may use it until the owner comes and turns the original article and takes his own. It's possible the article belonged to the craftsman or that the owner of the article told the craftsman to sell it for him. forbid many acts classifying them as robbery. For example, if a person transgresses, let's say a person sent stoves into flight or plays with the dice, what's the case of sending those into flight? Person should not set doves into flight in a settled area because he will not he will take property belonging to others unjustly. For he will send out a male and it will bring a female from another dove coat. He will send out a female and bring another male. Not only those, but anybody who does this with foul beasts or domestic animals. Um, הההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההה